0: Yeah, well, I got to tell you, it's a a lovely morning here in the treehouse. We have, uh, you know, the usual uh, uh, accoutrement, the usual uh, effects, the usual special uh, enhanced lighting experiences, which reflect off the dazzling to create a kind of a soft, warm, uh, gentle glow of freedom. <laughs> yeah. That's what's happening. And goodbye uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> nice talking to you. Oh, by the way,
1: it's
0: nine forty-eight a.m., Saturday, July the 29th, 2023. I'm Bill.
2: I'm Diane. It's
0: the Bill and Diane Show. <laughs> Brief, but intense. It's been a brief, but intense week here in Lake Abundance over to you, Diane.
1: Thanks (laughs) a lot.
0: No. No? no? You're not not taking it?
2: I'm not taking it.
0: You're not taking it. You're not going to take that kind of crap off of nobody. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I slept in this morning because I was up late last night watching a, a show... That was actually pretty good. That uh, I was just, well, I wanted it to be done. I was enough with the, you know, confusion and weirdness and let's just let's tie a few things off here. And I thought they ended it pretty well. Whenever there's a science fiction element to a show, Diane, they have, there's just this, they take a great idea and then they either drive it into the ground or they, and it turns out to be... Oh, everybody was dreaming, <laughs> or you know something like that was going on.
2: I've never been a real science fiction fan.
0: You, have you been a, a fake science fiction oh, fan?
2: No, I mean, I'm just not as enchanted by it. I, I, I like it in some ways, yeah. but
0: you enjoyed dune, didn't you? Yeah.
2: Mm,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well,
2: I mean, I I liked Star Trek well enough when I was a kid, like, and
0: you never read Ray Bradbury when you were a kid. I did
2: read Ray Bradbury. Right. Um, I liked his stories, but for the most part, I have a I I have more of a predisposition to fantasy than right. science fiction. If well, I'm going to be
0: perfectly funny. a perfectly excellent genre unto itself yeah and i like a certain amount of the fantasy side too but i think i lean more into the sci-fi side just because of maybe because of my upbringing my dad read science fiction and he read richard matheson and which i i thought those books were amazing uh, the illustrate or uh, um, i am legend and that uh, was another richard matheson book i believe he wrote, wrote the incredible shrinking man which was an interesting story. You know, I remember this stuff from my youth. I got myself a cup of coffee here and I'm going to take me a and sip. And it was important. It was, you know, maybe it started by reading my dad's ah, Flash Gordon big little books. I don't know.
2: I don't know. A lot of times I f- think that the reason I'm not as tending towards science fiction is because of the environment that it takes place in uh-huh. i don't really like the whole idea of being in a spaceship <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's too you know metal and flashing lights and i i just i like something more homey and right. you know right. i often think that that might be the reason why i don't relate as well okay. i don't want to have a future be that we're going to be in the spaceships no Even when we were young, we used to always be uh, presented with this idea that in the future everything was going to be very uh, plasticky or, you know, that there wouldn't be wood in homes or anything like that. And like in Disneyland's Tomorrowland, I didn't like... When you'd walk through the, the house that they had, that that was what was going to be our future, okay. and it has not tended to be our future.
0: Tended? It hasn't. You know, I, I don't think of it as our future. I ne- I've never thought of it as our future. I've always thought of it as just an idea. You know, more about the. I mean, it's you know, I mean, Star Trek is basically you know, gun smoke or bonanza. It's a western, it's the same basic format, Uh, you ride into a town and deal with the bad guys and ride on, (laughs) you know, they're just out there doing their thing, like everybody else. Anyway, it was an interesting program, and it could have ended a number of different ways, and they chose to end it in the way that they chose to end it, and I thought it was decent
2: so what time did you finally get about one wow no wonder you slept yeah i had been asleep for hours by then she had
0: she'd been asleep for hours while i was down here in my own little private idaho i don't know what can i tell you sometimes i just you know i get hooked into a thing and then i'm kind of like okay all right let's wrap this mother up let's do it you know so i will do that from time to time it's not a. I do not do that as a steady habit. Isn't this interesting? Aren't we glad that Bill kept talking for a while longer? Because you know, taking us to the outer limits of human imagination. Now, will you take it? Can I, can I over it to you now, please, for the sake of the of Mark Kenny, who may be the only one left with the patience. <laughs> to, to have lived through this, without skipping ahead to the music.
2: But you're the creative one. You're the, see, the poet. Some days,
0: Diana, it just ain't. It ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I come down here. I try to bring my my A game. I try to bring my best stuff every week. Who, you know, you'd think that some extra rest would, you know, enliven a certain something in a guy, but apparently not. <laughs> That brain cell's gone for good. <laughs> well, that connection has been successfully severed.
2: Quite frankly, this week has been a pretty low key one. It
0: has been. It's been.
2: Because it's, uh, I'm actually kind of laying low on purpose. Yeah, I've, yeah.
0: it's been excellently quiet. Both, I think you've done a good job.
2: Both because I feel like I want to give my body every chance going into this. Um, situation that is going to be happening in not too many days now so
0: like day after tomorrow (laughs)
2: Hmm. no three days yeah Yeah.
0: two days after tomorrow
2: um yeah it's interesting because part of the reason i'm laying low is because i've had a number of friends who've had covid again recently and i feel like okay don't need to be out in the world right before a surgery and I, I think that it's better to, to lay low a little bit. But. but we did go to the Waterfront Activities Center yesterday.
0: Yes, we did. We had a lovely lunch down at the uh, Edmonds uh, Waterfront Center with the, the fellow geezers. We're all down there. Everybody was down there munching. And,
2: it was a know. gorgeous day to oh, be yeah, down there. It was there.
0: beautiful. Beautiful looking out on the water. Ah. I don't know. I don't know what places like uh, the fancy restaurants down there on the Edmonds waterfront are going to do to compete with that place because that's... That is well, like... that's
2: how it even came about because I was saying how I, I just I just don't have that desire to go to fancy restaurants. I never have, really. No. There's just something that is missing in me that uh, I do like the beautiful views and that's why we were saying, wow, the waterfront activity center it's got one of the best views ever yeah. it really does uh, i think it's got one of the best views it's um, got a great
0: view and it's panoramic of of the it's, it's almost panoramic because it's they've got these floor-to-ceiling windows in there and, uh, it's really a big swath that you get to see
2: yeah. watch the ferries go in and out yeah. watch the boats on the water
0: Let's see the olympics and the cloud formations yeah a lot lovely. of sky a lot of sky because you're right there on the shore so there's a lot of sky horizon's pretty low and so you got good cloudage
2: but i want to say that when we first started this whole program the b and d show yeah we had a lot more going
0: on <laughs> oh yeah there were activities we both had jobs and <laughs> We had
2: jobs, we were going out to concerts all the time. There was a lot
0: lot more uh, resource uh, to draw from to make the show interesting. You don't end up talking about the sci-fi show you stayed up till 1 o'clock finishing last night because you've got something more interesting to say.
2: Although I've pretty much always had an an internal world
0: that I'm going by. That's where I operate too, but it's, you know, it's true. So you're talking about the activities of the week, but it's, is that really what the Bill and Diane show is about, Diane?
2: I don't know what I the Bill I think the Bill and
0: Diane show <laughs> is about what we've been thinking and what we've been talking about during the week, That's more true. than it is about where we went and who we saw and what we did. So.
2: Well, one of the things that I've been talking about this week is um, the Barbie movie. Oh, yeah. And the reason why I have been talking about it is I have been talking to you and to my brother because... I was uh, I'm interested in watching the movie mainly because it's Greta Gerwig who I really think is an in- incredible director yeah. um, at least the things that I've seen I've been really impressed by she she put out one of my favorite little women versions ever and I love story, the story little women but um, I've also been interested in all the flashback things that they have been presenting in the news and everything about Barbie because uh, I had a Barbie when I was a kid. And it's so interesting that when you have these toys that you had when you were a child represented to you in your 60s, huh. I, I had a real travel back in time about the, about it. And one of the things that the articles were talking about is that Barbie was the first adult doll um, that was mass marketed. And that because of that, young girls could put all their imagination into Barbie. And that's why, uh, why Barbie has always been so, Controversial uh, on both sides of the aisle, so to speak. That a lot of the a lot of feminists said that Barbie was impossible proportions and all this sort of thing, and the uh, uh, and that it that it made young women feel less self esteem because of Barbie existing, and there are other um, people who think that um, she allowed too much thought of women being independent and that they should have been promoting the baby dolls you know but when I was a kid in fact I was talking to my brother about this yesterday I was saying it's so interesting because there were so many things going on uh... right around I was on the cusp of the feminist movement you know the but Barbie was one of the first things uh, in my life that I always preferred the Barbies over the baby dolls. I had never really liked baby dolls, and I was laughing with my brother about this one doll that was that you he would he would uh, put a bottle in her mouth with water or something, and then she would pass it out the other side so you'd be changing the diapers you know i was thinking yeah i didn't play with that <laughs> very much. i don't know it was just but before that i i had some baby dolls but i never really played with them and i did play with barbie a lot more however one of the things i was saying to my brother is that i didn't even play with barbie that much because i got involved with legos with my brother um my brother had Legos, and we used Legos, to... Legos, you mean? Legos. Oh, Lego we blocks? always told, we always call them Legos. It's Legos?
0: It's L-E-G-G-O.
2: Legos, okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Like Egos? Yeah,
0: Lego my Lego. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, my brother and I used to always call them Legos. I don't know why. But we would actually build little houses and talk with each other. Uh, have an an ongoing story. So uh, I realized that I didn't, my playing with dolls was kind of curtailed by my love of reading and my love of doing these participatory uh, storylines with my brother that we would just make up on the spot. So I don't even really think I concentrated on the Barbies. But the thing that was interesting about reading about this whole phenomenon that has come about because of the Barbie movie is the idea that women had this ability to place their their hopes and dreams into an adult doll. Well, what do you want to do? And yeah. I thought that was really interesting. What do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> and then in conjunction with the Mary Tyler Moore show, which I really loved when I was in high school mm-hmm. and It's just interesting that you had all these things that allowed you to think a different thought about what your future might be than even my mother could present to me in in what I could achieve. So um, I've really been interested in that whole...
0: uh, It's a sociological phenomenon. It's been interesting. Cultural phenomenon.
2: Yeah. And I and also they had uh they had some an article with old uh photos of the different Barbie dream houses for example. And if you had asked me before that article what did the Barbie dream house look like that I owned, I would not have been able to tell you. But as soon as I saw the the photo of it, I went, "Oh my gosh, it's just like this rush from the past." And I think about all those things that we had when we were kids, because uh, the Barbie dream house that I had was just a cardboard. Everything was cardboard in it. And you built the little sofa and all that, it was all cardboard stuff. And everything on, on the walls was just an imprint on the cardboard. But it doesn't take much for a kid to imagine yeah. and that's the thing that's been so interesting to me about watching the progression of this one toy over many decades because it, does, it didn't need to be as elaborate as it became
0: Your um, imagination does the rest
2: Your imagination does it all
0: yeah.
2: I remember when I was a kid that there was this rocking chair in my mom's living room I mean my parents living room um is my mom's chair though it came down to her uh, through her mom and I remember my brother and I playing and we had different chairs that we were putting little things on and making houses out of those chairs and I don't think anything had uh uh, there were probably little pill boxes or something uh, that we were basically saying, oh, this is a chair in this, yeah. you know. We're just using the chair as a framework for a house. But we definitely always played in this sort of interesting pattern of conversations and going back and forth. And we also did that with drawing. We would draw different pictures and we'd be... Uh, having this overlaid story that was developing with the two of us it was really a cool way of playing Mm -hmm. um, when I was a kid but I think about how much is just imagination and I think that uh, the more elaborate it becomes the less imagination that you're using to make it um, interesting my brother was asking me if I ever had a barbie car and I said no i no, I didn't. I mean, a lot of those things were pretty pricey when yeah. for for when we were kids. And we didn't have like multiple Barbies or, you know, uh, it was when you get some toy, it was a pretty exciting thing to just get that without all the accoutrements. And Gary was saying, well, I was trying to imagine how you'd even put a Barbie in a car because <laughs> they were all stiff-legged, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. But I it it has been an interesting thing to ponder since this Barbie movie came up, which we are not going to go see in the theater. We'll see it when it comes out, um, just out of curiosity about what Greta Gerwig did. Yeah. But um, but it's very interesting to to have all of these things in our culture being presented to you and and how different people take it uh, even now what what people are saying about this movie and and everything is very interesting how we could get so attached to these toys you know but the same thing with toy story or any of those mm-hmm. they're they're basically bringing up different toys that kids had and and toys that you had were really important to you when you're a kid yeah and when uh when we used to visit my grandparents house my grandparents uh lived for a while in the same house that my father and his brother grew up in and they had dormer rooms um in that which we thought was so cool um we were, we want we wanted dormer rooms yeah. you know?
0: my sister and I had dormer rooms
2: <laughs> we thought it was so cool but there was this little because it was there was a hallway in that, and there was a little uh, hidey hole type of storage area that was more at the base of the baseboards than it was like a normal storage area. And in that storage area, there were a whole bunch of old toys that my my uncle and my dad played with. Yeah. And they were bizarre toys to us. We were just looking at them and saying, wow, what's this do? But we were so fascinated by those toys. Yeah. Childhood toys.
0: Childhood toys. Johnny Astro. Was, <laughs> there, was there a Johnny Astro in your house?
2: I don't know. How I'd have it? to ask my brother about that.
0: Yeah, I that Johnny Astro. That was one of my favorites. Is this you you know what a Jani Astro is? No. There were balloons, right? And you would, you would tape this little landing gear, kind of plastic, circle thing to, the, to a blown-up balloon, right? You put it on the launch pad. You have a control, a control stick, which is just basically a, a long lever, and at the end of it, there's a satellite dish. It looks like a satellite dish. It's actually a fan. And over here you have a throttle to control the speed of the fan. And you could take and you could point it at the underneath the bottom of that balloon, cause it to take off, fly around the room, and then you try to land it again.
2: Wow, yeah. that's quite an elaborate toy. It,
0: it, was, it was not that, I mean, it was just basically an electric fan with, a, with a, like a rheostat type thing for, that, would, that would control the speed of the fan and a balloon and some cardboard landings area and stuff like that. And it was all in a kind of a plastic housing. So you had this joystick. My dad always called it a joystick. But it was basically just a there's a piece of metal coming hooked to a rod that goes out and hooks to the bottom of the fan housing and, you know, so you move this and that moves. And we used to play with that for hours to see how high we could get it, how far away, how big of a circle you could make. And still control it enough to bring it because how do you i can see how you could send a balloon out but how do you bring it back and you could do it just by lowering the speed of the fan gradually it was a trippy toy just just the physics of it always amazed me that you could draw something back by lowering the speed of what's blowing it away you know i don't know but my dad and i had a lot of fun with it. And I had a lot of fun with it all by myself, just because it was fun to be able to fly something around. And then they came out with all those those airplanes on a on a string that would go around in circles and you could take it off and make it do loop-to-loops and stuff like that and land it again and stuff like that. You remember those? That yes. Crazy. I had one of those for a so. while, too. And I, you know, I... Proceeded to slowly destroy it because you know. Pardon me, I'm having another drink of coffee. Crashing was one of the coolest things. You <laughs> boy. Poor guy. That's good coffee. <laughs> well, you could take it up in the air and you could stall it and you could, you know, it was a there was a fun little toy. Anyway. Yeah, there were toys toys that I remember, and then and then my going to my grandparents' house in American oh. Falls, Idaho, and there was just. This huge closet downstairs with all my dad's old toys, all his:
2: Well, you still have some I, of his I do. old you've I, got his well, I marbles some, and some
0: big little books and the we used to have a wall in my sister's bedroom. there was this thing called we called the storage space, which had this weird, kind of funky sliding plastic door on it, and bookshelves. This was the wall that on the other side was the stairway going down to the kitchen, so. And that was all big little books. There was probably, I don't know, a hundred of them in there. And I used to read those things over and over and over again.
2: When you had all, uh, your family has all of your dad's old car, mm-hmm. little cars, toy cars and stuff.
0: Yep. So anyway, yeah. that, was, that was always fun.
2: Well, that's sort of what I, the one thing that I can think of that I've been, thinking about this week because there were a, there were a lot of editorials about it uh, about yeah, the movie
0: just the cultural event of it yeah and, and, uh, I, and was, the I was particular and the particular vantage point that Greta Gerwig takes in it also is making news and i think it's sounds like it would be a pretty interesting movie to watch
2: it does in the
0: same way that you know her version of little women Instantly became my favorite version of Little, little Women.
2: Well, uh, it was not only just the story of Little Women, but it also incorporated some of the biography of Louisa May Alcott. Yeah. I just loved the way that they did that. Yep. But yeah, uh, I found it interesting to read all the. Uh, because it's definitely a part of our culture.
0: Right.
2: And when you think about the fact that uh, that it that Barbie was developed when I was a kid, and it has gone on through all these different generations and all sorts of permutations. And I was thinking about the fact that my mom really liked fashion, and she liked to draw fashion. She actually wanted to be a fashion designer, from what I understand from my uncle. She never told us that, but... Um, so I bet that my mom really sort of liked the Barbie because when I was a kid, Barbie was all about the clothes, you know, the,
0: well, I mean, it was a, some marketing person that came, it's a great idea to make an adult doll for kids because all kids want to do is grow up. Yeah. So they can put themselves into those dolls and be grown ups in their imaginations and start to, you know, at least in their imagination, ask the questions of how does this work and what do they do with this and. You know, well, these, and... these weird giants that we live amongst. Yeah. What is their culture really like? Yeah, Let's exactly. study them and uh-huh. pretend to be them. And you know.
2: Well, and I, I just think uh, what I was thinking about is how, from my generation onwards, that it becomes not only, a, being a daughter thing, but then it becomes being a mother with your daughter. Mm-hmm. You know that you've got them the remembrance of this from your own past and then your daughter has a version of it and stuff like that. It's uh, very interesting to my mind that yeah. that could be a topic that you really center on for a while, but I have found it a fascinating topic.
0: Yep.
2: Anyway. Yeah. And then um, this week's music... Yes. ...comes from the the fact that we sometimes have baked potatoes for dinner, <laughs> uh, and I had uh, I had written to you and said tatties are ready, and you said tatties why tatties, and I said it's from that song we played a song for a while that that I just loved and it had tatties instead of potatoes or taters or whatever and, and I, I just couldn't remember the song it was driving me crazy and then I remembered um, that it was Scarce O' Tatties and that was the thing that I really loved was that it was called Scarce, Scarce O' Tatties. Tatties it's a Scottish song and it's done by Silly Wizard And I was thinking, oh, Silly Wizard, because I was looking under Doogie McLean and, you know, all these these Celtic groups that I like and had totally forgotten about Silly Wizard. But Silly Wizard is a really interesting group to me because they were in Seattle all the time when I was working with Victory Music. Mm. And... Uh, because I've seen a, seen ads for them and they were playing at these small places like New Melody Tavern and all that. And I was just like, wow, these really incredible Celtic groups were around all the time and I just didn't know about them because at that time I wasn't as into uh, uh, I actually became fascinated by Celtic music because of victory music, because Cat, Mike Saunders, you know, different people that would play uh, Celtic music. And I thought, man, I love this stuff, you know. But I actually did get to go see, uh, not Silly Wizard, but uh, Andy M. Stewart, who is the vocalist for the group for a long, long time. The group had different permutations. And the permutation that I had seen uh, or became aware of was the one with Andy Stewart as the the vocalist. And uh, I think when I first was introduced to them, um, Johnny and Phil Cunningham were also part of the group, but, but they've had many iterations, right. including it one a, with Doogie McLean. There's um, a
0: lot of those groups do have had.
2: Yeah, yeah. so... But uh, I loved, uh, when I was first introduced to their music, I loved Queen of Old Argyle. That was, oh, I love the Queen of Argyle, I think is, um, And I remember finding this song, Scarce o' Tatties, and I just loved the name of it. But it's also just very playful. And the other one that I loved by them was Donald McGillifrey and uh, I find it so unfortunate that because of our current events that the name Donald takes on all sorts of different connotations but but for me this song was uh, was just such a I don't know why it just really rouses me and in some ways I was thinking this morning about the fact that I'm going into this surgery this week and and it does me well to remember my Scottish ancestry my Norwegian ancestry all the people in my past who had pretty rough times in their lives and and to remember that I'm I'm having these sorts of things in an age where you feel a lot less pain than you would have in the olden days as you as I want to say so the
0: olden days the olden Diane. days
2: in the old countries ah, hurt. so I just thought especially when you're thinking about the sorts of <laughs> the sorts of situations that the Scots were in that they often were in wars and in the 1700s and, and it and that's when this, uh, this song originated. Was from the uprisings in the seventeen hundreds. So, um, so I kind of feel like, yeah, my woes are pretty small compared to what those people went through. And I think that that's a good thing to,
0: to to remind oneself to remind
2: of. oneself of. And yeah. it's also sort of like this. Ah, I'm gonna go out there, and it's gonna be fine, and you know
0: drawing on the strength of your heritage
2: exactly
0: yes to carry you not into battle (laughs) but into a journey
2: into the journey of going up the hill
0: and all that good stuff silly wizard
1: Up the hill, hard and hungry. Donald's come down the hill, wild and angry. Donald will clear. Like Oakes, Nes nice, cleverly, he's taking gems. into Donald McGillivray my come like a white buck. Doll, my come like a white buck. Doll, my balance some fat and balance some cleverly off with a counterfeit doll, <laughs> my I'll come out of hell when he's the other man. As he or my first don't another man when he comes back. There's summer look merrily, is taking James to Donald MacGillivre. Come like a weeber, Donald MacGillivre. Come like a weaver, Donald MacGillivre. Like back on your back. And he'll one sick of a leg in half My leisure My Donald MacGalloplay, Donald has fought in way, ripe and roguery Donald has dannered with banks and baggery, back hard and water for whites and swagger meetin' the devil and Donald MacGillivray, come like a tailor, Donald MacGillivray, come like a tailor, Donald MacGillivray, shootin' and it's and cleverly. I'm King James and with Donald MacGillivray. And the brooks lay tangled as waggin and fraggin, and on ye tangled as they man began when he wanna be back. And he will hate justice or that he'll it Come like a cobbler, don't like come like a cobbler, don't Beat yellow and beat the man barum and ling all the King James with Arnold like yellow, him, to Jameson, with Donald, like yellow all was mumpled away, murders mocked me, all was blended with blood's property, are so high. But muckins hate them and Lord, how Donald, he's lightning and flatten. Come like the devil, Donald, McGillifray. Come like the devil, Donald McGillifray. Scalp them and scot them at Brive, say eh, young brotherly. Up boy King James and with Donald, MacGillivray